Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, all you animal-loving listeners out there, and welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm your host, Marie Hewlett, and I wish you a very happy Saturday morning. I hope you're all warm and comfy and your best non-human friend is snuggled up with you listening to because today's guests are both wonderful animal advocates that are longtime friends of the Pet Place. First up, we'll be speaking with Robin Gansert, the president and CEO of the American Humane Association. She has some really great updates about the Hero Dog Award nominees and the truly inspiring deeds these dogs have done to receive their nominations. Some of their stories are definitely going to require tissue, so you might want to be prepared for that. Then, after our halftime break, Charmaine Hammond, an author and Team Toby Pet Therapy member, will be stopping by to talk about her latest book, Documenting Toby's Adventures, and the Mom's Choice Award she just received and is very proud of. So keep your radio tuned to KJAZZ 88.1 FM, and we'll be back momentarily. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show, and joining us now is our wonderful friend from the American Humane Association. It's Robin Ganser. Good morning, Robin, and welcome back to the Pet Place. Oh, good morning, and thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk to you today because you had a very special event happen recently called the Hero Dog Awards, and I know it's going to be televised, so our listeners will be able to catch it on TV and it was an amazing event. I had the opportunity to be there, thanks to you guys, and I was so impressed. Oh, well, thank you. First of all, thanks so much for spending your Saturday evening with us and eight very special heroes. Uh, you know, when we talk about the Hero Dog Awards, it's really uh, it's hard to put it into words. To be there and to experience it uh, is just a, a powerful moment. And for I know for me, it's always a lifetime memory, having the opportunity to meet these very special hero dogs, to hear their stories, to talk to their uh, to their pet parents, and just, you know, hear about what they've done that made them absolutely extraordinary. Absolutely. People, yeah, in that room, feel that spirit, don't they? They absolutely do. But, Robin, for our listeners who don't know what the Hero Dog Awards are, could you give a brief history of how they came into being and, and what they are for? Oh, I'd love to. You know, American Humane Association created the Hero Dog Awards just three years ago because we believed that it was very important to, uh, to celebrate uh, the human-animal bond and particularly to give recognition to extraordinary acts of heroism performed by man's best friend. 
And so this is our third year celebrating the Hero Dog Awards, and it's actually dogs are nominated from all across the country in eight different categories. And then just like American Idol, Americans get to vote for their favorite hero dog. And the campaign goes on for a number of months. And then there are finalists selected in eight categories, law enforcement, arson, service dogs, therapy dogs, military dogs, guide dogs, search and rescue dogs, hearing dogs. And then, of course, there's the emerging hero dog category, which is an ordinary dog that's really done an extraordinary thing. But really, that applies across the board for all of these eight categories. And this year, Marie, we had more than a million votes. Wow. Uh, so uh, Americans just love this campaign, and they <laughs> vote often for their favorite uh, hero dog. Oh, that is wonderful. You know, I was reading some of the summaries of, of what these dogs are being recognized for, and, and one of the things that I was really impressed by was that one of your nominees was actually able to detect cancer in dogs. Can you talk a little bit, or in humans, rather. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, I can. And you're talking about John D. from Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And John D. brought three uh, physicians uh, with him from uh, the great state of Arkansas. John D. is a search and rescue dog. Uh, he is, what when you think of search and rescue in times of natural disasters, you know, trying to find, you know, humans in, in disaster zones, John D. has done that and done that so very, very well. And then he recently started to uh, be in studies as a human cancer detective. This dog can actually identify with an incredible 99-point-something percentage rate on cancer. In fact, he is able to detect uh, ovarian cancer uh, and several other cancers, which is amazing, and he's doing this terrific work uh, with some leading and innovative uh, physicians from Little Rock, Arkansas. We're really proud to know of John D. because that's, a, that's an incredible um, use of his skills and talents of being able to sniff and detect. It's and amazing. then he's able to do it and provide such great service for mankind. Is Human he unique or are there more dogs that are actually able to do this? It seems like such a special talent. It is a special talent, and I think we'll see more and more of these kinds of uh, skills uh, in search and rescue dogs as they not only cross over to find, you know, humans in disaster zones, but they do cross into the medical community. There are a number of other dogs out there who do this. We just haven't had a chance to celebrate this because it's re relatively novel in the scientific community. And I think with the Hero Dog Awards, when millions of Americans can tune in and learn more about John D's skills, we're hoping that's going to have an explosion of these dogs to where we can have so many more canines helping us to detect human cancer and hopefully uh, well in advance uh, so that we can seek the medical treatments uh, that will lengthen our lives and save our lives. That's a wonderful thing. I'm going to switch gears here, and I want to talk about the service dog category. One of the oh. one of the dogs in in this year's presentation really brought tears to my eyes. It was such a special story. It was about a boy who was suffering from various seizures, and 
didn't really want to go out into the world anymore until he had a service dog, and now it's his best friend, and, and he's getting his childhood back again. And it was just such a moving story. And a standing ovation when when SD service dog Brox from Brunswick, Georgia, walked on the stage at the Beverly Hilton with his incredible 14-year-old Chris. Uh, Christopher, as you have said, had seizures. In fact, for most of his childhood, he'd been in the in and out of the hospital for a whole host of challenges uh, and medical medical uh, illnesses and, and diagnoses, and he was never able to have a normal quality of life until this gorgeous dog named Bronx entered his home, and now Bronx. Uh, is uh, allowing Christopher to attend school, allowing Christopher to to learn, uh, go to martial arts class, allowed Christopher to volunteer in his community. Uh, it's amazing the change in Christopher's quality of life thanks to that gorgeous service dog, Bronx. This really illustrates so beautifully how animals and people meet each other and, and how we make each other's lives better, but I'd have to say animals make our lives a lot better than we make their lives sometimes. I would agree. I would absolutely agree. And that's one reason we created the Hero Dog Awards was to show all Americans that, wow, these dogs do such great things for us every single day out of unconditional love. And, boy, it's time that we take much better care of our best friends. That's for sure. In the, emerge, in the emerging hero dog category, that's a little hard to say, this year, <laughs> we had just this, a story about a poor little dog that was found by the side of the road. Can you tell me a little bit about Cassidy's story? Yes, Cassidy is from uh, a little town in Utah. And three years ago, a good Samaritan pulled over to pick up a pile of trash on the side of the highway, and much to her surprise, It wasn't garbage, but this little skinny, scared little dog who had been hit by a car. And this Good Samaritan was truly a humanitarian, drove Cassidy uh, to the emergency vet. The front leg of this poor puppy was amputated, and Shelter Rescue of Utah took him in. And Cassidy found his incredible forever home with a wonderful woman named Kathy. And, you know, that was just Cassidy's beginning, beginning a life of just neglect, left on the side of the highway to die, but there was an incredible humane hero who rescued him, and then, of course, uh, a wonderful humane hero named Kathy who brought Cassidy into her home. That's great a story. Great story, absolutely. I want to also talk about the military and law enforcement categories that you have. Of course, these dogs are just superheroes all of the time, military dogs going out and saving the people that they're they're assisting all of the troops. It's truly an inspiring story. But one thing that I was really amazed by was the fact that law enforcement dogs don't have the same sort of recognition as military dogs. And, and I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, for a long time, military dogs were classified as equipment. Uh, and that, of course, uh, was 
uh, a battle that was fought, um, particularly for the military war dogs, which are different than the contract war dogs. Contract war dogs are to our contract military partners, but if there's a military dog through the U.S. forces classified as a military dog, they're no longer seen as equipment. If you're a contract war dog, you still do suffer from the quote-unquote equipment label. The canine dogs uh, are now fighting for that status. And Lakota from Locust Grove, Georgia, I love Locust Grove, Georgia, they rallied around canine Lakota to really ensure that the medical bills were paid when this canine was in a horrific car accident, trying to get these dogs classified uh, as no longer as equipment, but as the living, breathing beings that they truly are. And I tell you, canine Lakota story is uh, powerful. It's a tearjerker, and those of you that tune into the Hallmark Show on October 30th will see Canine Lakota's story, and it's it's one where you need to have a tissue close by. Definitely. And I was really happy to see that one of our nominees this year was a pit bull because they have such a bad rap, and, and really it all boils down to how they're socialized and how they're brought up, just like with people. If you're brought up well, you're going to be a good person, and if you're not brought up well, you're going to be a bad person. And and you can't just say people are bad, and you can't just say pitbulls are bad. Oh, and you are so right. And Ellie from Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, is a gorgeous, gorgeous pitbull. Ellie, what she does uh, as her special talent as a therapy dog is she goes to schools and retirement homes on Tuesday of every week. That's their Therapy Dog Tuesday is what they call it, Therapy Tuesday. And she's created a reading program called Tell Wagon Tells, which helps these kids really uh, enjoy books and improve their reading skills. So instead of reading aloud in front of your classmates, they sit and they read to Ellie, and Ellie just licks them and is there for them to hug, and they're able to really practice their reading, and, and they're doing so much better with Ellie. Those classrooms that saw Ellie were her biggest fans. She has a lot of, uh, of incredible supporters, and she is helping people break down their, um, their ideas, their prejudices against pit bulls because she is as gentle as they come She's, uh, you know, her her mom is Leah. Leah takes unbelievable care of her, and you should see her at the retirement home. They're all sitting on the floor with Ellie, and she gets a lot of great belly rubs, a beautiful pit bull. Well, she is beautiful, and so are all the other dogs that were nominated this year, and, and all the dogs who didn't actually make it to the finals. It's just you have to narrow it down at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and Americans do that. They read these stories. They they cheer for these dogs. They cry with everyone as well when they hear the stories, and they vote. And it's a very tough competitive campaign. And you know, it's um it's great to see these dogs share their stories because we all get to learn. We get to learn about how pit bulls make a difference in the lives of kids. We get to hear about Jingles and how she is the uh, one of the few guide dogs out there trained with a, a service dog. So she's working in tandem with Maisie. You get to see so much about how these dogs just add unconditional love in our lives and uh, so much joy. And that'll be October 30th. Do you, do you know what time? It's on the Hallmark Channel, but do you know what time that yes. is? Yes. 
It's on uh, it's on the Hallmark Channel. We'd ask everyone to check local listings, of course, but it should be at 8 p.m. Pacific. Excellent. And once again, it's on the Hallmark Channel on October 30th for the Hero Dog Awards. Set your DVRs, everybody. Robin, thank you so much for spending some time with us at the Pet Place and for all your continued advocacy for animals and children, too. Thank you, Marie. Have a wonderful day, and you we'll too. see you on October 30th. Definitely. We need to take a quick break now, but don't go away because we'll be right back with more of the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it's my pleasure to now welcome Charmaine Hammond. Good morning, Charmaine. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Well, it's been a while since we've spoken on the radio, so I'm wondering if you could recap a little bit about what you do and tell us about Toby the Therapy Dog. Wonderful. I'm a professional speaker and facilitator, so I work with companies to help them build inspired, resilient teams. And somewhere along that journey, we adopted a dog named Toby, a Chesapeake Bay Retriever, who came into our world to literally shake it upside down. He was a toilet tank lid breaking, house wrecking dog <laughs> who was actually a dog in need of a job and purpose. And uh, we toilet got him a job as a therapy dog. <laughs> uh, wait, you got to remind me about that. I don't think I remember toilet tank breaking. <laughs> We went through boxes of toilet tank lids with Toby. We have no idea what the fetish was to oh, break toilet lids. tank lids, but okay. he did. <laughs> oh, I guess Kong toys just weren't enough for him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not a big enough challenge. But, you know, despite all that destruction, he became an incredible, in fact, an award-winning therapy dog and uh, left paw prints on hearts around the world and became an amazing teacher <laughs> for my husband Christopher and I, and that's what inspired me to start writing about him. Tell me a little bit about some of the stories you've written about Toby. Well, the first one was a story I wrote in Chicken Soup for the Soul called uh, Volunteering from the Heart, and it was just a very short story, three pages, about the work he was doing as a therapy dog in an adult mental health hospital and mm-hmm. the way that his ability to show up unconditionally full of love was changing and improving lives, not only the patients, but my own. That was the first story I wrote about Toby. Ah, It is amazing when you do that kind of volunteer work, how it does change you. I remember the first few times I started taking, I used to take a Greyhound uh, about 20 years ago to, to homes for Alzheimer's patients. And a lot of the patients they would just light up when they would see me and my dog and they would start talking and the the staff would just, their jaws would drop because these would be patients who hadn't said anything for weeks or mm-hmm. months or wow. sometimes years. And it just, it made me feel so good. I just, so yeah, it helps the people that you're visiting and it does magical things to the person who's the pet therapy handler. Sure does. That that was our experience too. And and uh, when I wrote the first book on Toby's terms, which was really written for teenagers and adults, but has become quite a family read-along book. It's very family appropriate. When I wrote that book and started doing book signing tours with Toby, 
and school presentations, I learned real fast when this little grade two boy said, put his hand up and said, excuse me, miss, when will you stop talking so we could just play with the dog? (laughs) (laughs) I learned this was all about Toby's message, and I was just the person who provided the vehicle for him to share his kindness and love with other people. Definitely. Hey, I think that some congratulations are in order because I have heard that you won a very special Mom's Choice Award. We did. (laughs) Thank you for that. Uh, We got news just a couple of weeks ago, about a week ago now, actually, that uh, Mom's Choice Awards has given their seal of approval on our two children's books. They're a series called Toby the Pet Therapy Dog, and the first one is Toby and his Hospital Friends, and the second one that's only been out a couple of months is Toby Says Be a Buddy, Not a Bully, and Mom's Choice uh, and named those two books the series among the best in products and services for children and family. I love that second title, Be a Buddy, Not a Bully. I'm, bullying is such a huge issue nowadays. and It is. It really needs to be addressed. And, and who better to address it than Toby? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we thought. That's why we wrote the book. And we found, actually, when we were going to schools, that we could give the same message as a parent, a grandparent, and an educator about the importance of kindness, acceptance, and respect, and being a buddy, not a bully, but when, there, when Toby was in the room with us and the fact that Toby is the main star of this particular children's book, children listened differently. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, that's how we came up with the title. It was two kids in an audience. We were talking about kindness, and one of them shouted out, you should be a buddy. And another little boy on the other side of the gymnasium said, yeah, don't be a bully, be a buddy. <laughs> And I thought, wow, write that down. That's beautiful. (laughs) And, of course, you're going to share all of your royalties with these children. (laughs) (laughs) These children who have no idea how brilliant they are. They're just incredibly brilliant. Uh, well, you know, that's true. Most of uh, most of my key informational gains these days come from animals and kids. Mm-hmm. That's very cool. Tell me a little bit more about Toby. How did How did he come into your life? We adopted him when he was five and so he, from a local rescue organization, and uh, he was with us until he was 11 years old. And boy, oh boy, did he live life big. <laughs> and, you know, he left. He did such important work on this planet, not only as a therapy dog, but visiting schools and, most importantly, being one of the best teachers I ever had in life. And uh, that was a couple of years ago that we said goodbye to Toby Sr. And uh earlier this year, we were able, another Toby found us. Really? (laughs) (laughs) I was was getting that, um, I was missing having a dog in our life, and and, uh, Toby was such a great friend. And we found another Chesapeake Bay Retriever, and uh, we now have a new ambassador dog in our life, Toby Jr., TJ. The nickname is TJ. <laughs> and we're just having so much fun. He's a puppy, mm-hmm. and he doesn't wreck toilet tank lids, and oh, he's not afraid good. of thunder. So I'm not sure what I'll write about now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure he'll start showing you some of his personality quirks over the years. <laughs> yes. Unless he's absolutely perfect, which, you know, some dogs are. <laughs> Well, he, you know, he's pretty good. He's just uh, just turned a year. He's playful. But one of the things that we've noticed is that he is a great teacher 
at uh, work-life balance because he doesn't let me work on the computer any longer than about an hour at a time, and then it's time to go out and play. (laughs) Wow. Can he come to my office? (laughs) (laughs) We need him. So you must be a big Chesapeake Bay Retriever fan. I am. They're incredibly bright dogs. I know all of us folks who have dogs in our life, we always think our breed is the best breed. And I really like the Chesapeake Bay Retriever breed. They're smart. They're playful. Um, they have a memory. Like We had a, a German Shepherd, a white German Shepherd, Dukes, was our first dog, and he was incredibly brilliant, too. But I'll tell you, these Chesapeake Bay Retrievers, they just don't forget a thing. <laughs> So if he sees you hiding something and you try and get his mind off of it, he'll know exactly where it is later. <laughs> exactly. Months later, we used to be able to put Toby to, uh, Sr.'s toys away when we would leave our, our cottage for the weekend, and then we'd come back a couple of weeks later, and he would hop out of that truck and go immediately to where we left the toys. You know, no sniffing around, just remembered exactly. That's pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you talked about getting your first Toby from a rescue because so many people think you can't get purebred dogs, especially the more rare breeds from rescues. And yet here we have a beautiful Chesapeake Bay retriever who did remarkable things in his life and he came from a rescue. Exactly. You know, that's one of the things we love to talk about because there is that perception that the, uh, about shelter dogs and rescue dogs. And I have met some of the most incredible life-changing dogs that are shelter dogs and rescue dogs who have gone on to do amazing things like Toby. And Toby Jr. Uh, was being surrendered by his family, so we were able to be a rescue for him as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we'll always be a rescue family. I um, think it's I love who we've become. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So before I say goodbye, let's tell everybody where they can find your books. They can find the books on our website, The Original Team Toby, and Toby is T-O-B-Y, TheOriginalTeamToby.com. And, of course, all of our books are on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and available through our website. Well, wonderful, and congratulations again on your special award from the Mom's Choice people. Thank you. Thank you. It was great to be with you today. It's time to take our last break of the morning, but when we return, get set for Pet Place News and Events here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it's time for Pet Place News and Events. Come celebrate National Pitbull Awareness Day with your favorite pity. You and your four-legged pal can compete in a costume contest and parade at 9 a.m. today at the Dog Events Center in Huntington Central Park in Huntington Beach. Then enjoy vendors, prizes, goodie bags, raffles, photo booths, a training demo, plus gourmet food trucks for humans. Registration is just $25 and includes a t-shirt. Kids 15 and under are absolutely free. Proceeds benefit Orange County Pitbull Rescue. For more information, visit www.ocpbr.org. Well, that's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend with more of the Pet Place here on KJAZZ 88.1 FM. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets and have a wonderful day.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.